right, Matthew chapter 1 in your Bibles, Matthew chapter 1 this morning. And I'd like to uh, direct everybody's attention to uh, this passage of Scripture. Um, Matthew chapter number 1. Of late, we have been discussing being ready for the coming of Jesus. Now, I know that much of that has to do, in our minds, we're thinking about uh, His coming to take the bride away, amen, and also his, his coming, which is part of, and we talk about this, his coming uh, in the, the Revelation, you know, when everything is completely done, Revelation chapter 19, battle of Armageddon, he kills, you know, all the armies of the earth, all the, yada, 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 okay, all right, I don't want to give too much information because I want you to come back and we'll talk about all those yada, yada, yadas, all right, all right, so, so here's the thing. Um, last, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the announcement and how uh, that John the Baptist uh, came into the world. It, the announcement came to Zacharias and uh, to Elizabeth that, you know, they were going to have a child. She was, uh, she, she was barren. But also, Zacharias said, you know, she's, she's well stricken in years. You know, in other words, she's old. But the Lord did something miraculous, put in her womb a little, little baby, a little bundle of joy who loved to jump, loved to leap, all right, John the Baptist. Then we talked about Mary, how she was prepared. Mary was making ready for the coming of the Lord. We talked about her also from that same passage in Luke chapter number 1. And uh, the Bible talks about a performance, something that was going to happen. And it did take place just like the Word of God said, but the angel came. He was busy, all right? He was busy announcing to Zacharias, to Elizabeth, to Mary, all right? Today we're going to look at Joseph, all right, and how he is making ready, how he is preparing for the coming of Jesus. Now, all of these are very important. All of these people are very important. As John the Baptist would prepare the way for Jesus Jesus was preparing the way for you and I. Mary was preparing for the birth of a baby. Oh, it's an impossible thing. I've never known a man. I'm not even married. How's this going to happen? You know, yes, it was impossible from the standards of man's viewpoint. However, when, when the angel told her, said, hey, you got to remember something, nothing is impossible with God. Amen. Nothing. Now we have Joseph. When did he find out? What's going on here with him? We have it in Matthew's account. Uh, the, the things that were happening. Now, if, mind you, the first uh, 17 verses gives the lineage of Jesus. And all the, way, all the way back and tells all of those who were his descendants. And he was from the lineage of David, of the tribe of Judah, and so on. And that's proof uh, here within the text of that. When we get down to verse number 18... The Bible tells us about the birth of Jesus. So let's read a little bit about this and let's, let's, let's look into this passage of Scripture this morning. And I want to bring you a message on Joseph prepares for Jesus' coming. And then I want to ask you this question. Are you prepared for His coming? Hmm, I hope so. Look what the Bible says, verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph 
Before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. She shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife. And knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Our Father, we pray that you bless the reading of your word. We ask, Lord, that you would help us this morning. We need you. We need you greatly. We need you desperately to convey this message as you put it in our heart to do so. Lord, I ask that you would um, work in this place, Lord. May your Holy Spirit... Uh, do a phenomenal work today. We love you and we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. There are some interesting factors here even about Joseph that I find in this text of Scripture. We learn about Mary that the Bible says that she was highly favored by God and she was blessed among women. Not above women, but among women. What is it about Joseph that makes him so distinct in this situation? He was a spouse. Mary was a spouse to him. They were a spouse to each other. I will explain that in just a moment. But there's a couple of factors about him within the text. One of the things that I noticed that the Bible says that he was a just man. A just man, meaning that he was a righteous man. In the eyes of the Lord, he had put his faith in God. He put his faith in the Lord. And as a result of that, the Lord seen him as righteous just, holy, we could say. There's, there's something else within the text, you know, uh, that I find. Not only was he a just man, but it says in, even in verse number 18 that uh, he says before they came together, there was something else that signifies to us his, his justness, if I could use that word, all right, or his righteousness. He was not going to do anything to bring harm or reproach, not only on his own testimony, but also on the testimony of Mary. We find several factors in there about him. And all. So, so when did he find out? As we begin to compare Scripture with Scripture, and notice in, in uh, Luke chapter number 1, when Mary found out, she went for three months... She went to Elizabeth's house. She walked in and she gave that salutation. Remember when she walked into the room and she spoke and, and she said, Oh, Elizabeth, you're not going to believe this. And, and I, Elizabeth said, Oh, my goodness, look what happened. And the baby, John the Baptist, leaped in her womb. All right, she said that. The baby leaped in my womb. The presence of God. Listen, listen, this is important. How did John the Baptist in the womb know that the presence of God was present? Whoa. I just blew somebody's mind. 
Mary, at that point in time, was already pregnant with Jesus. If you think about that. Mm. So for three months, she spends with her cousin Elizabeth. Where's Joseph? He wasn't there. He's here. <laughs> He's here in, 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 in this place. He's back in, in, in Nazareth. The, the Bible tells us some things that are, are very important, and I think that this will be helpful to us. One of the things that is extremely important for us to understand, and I, I don't know if you caught this within the text as we read it, but it says, number one, that they were espoused to each other. Now, what does that mean? That was a contract. Now, it's, it's much different than, than we like to say, you know, engagement in today's world. This was very, very different than the engagement of today. What was an espousal? An espousal was an, a contract, an agreement between a third party. It wasn't even the couple. Not the bridegroom and neither the bride. Who made this agreement? Basically, they didn't have a choice. The agreement was made between a third party. Most often, it was the parents who made that. And as a result of that, that third party commitment or contract or agreement, all right, it was a legally binding agreement that a, 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 a payment was made. And the bridegroom is the one who made the payment. Somebody else made the agreement, but he had to pay. I think there's something wrong with that picture. Mary and Joseph were not the ones who chose each other. Is everybody with me on this now? I mean, some some of you are looking at me like, okay, what's wrong with that? Well, back in that day, there was nothing wrong with that. How would you like that today? Oh, I said, oh. Oh, I'm getting some mixed feelings right now. I'm getting, to, I'm getting a stink eye. Y'all know what that is, right? Anyway, the agreement was, was binding. In fact, the, the, the binding was, was, was such uh, that they were considered to be as if they were married, even though the marriage was not consummated. Okay? They were considered. And this time, this sometimes could take even a year for this espousal and the betrothal to, to have become effect. I mean, we're not even talking about the wedding day yet. All right. However, even in the text, watch this now. This I find so interesting. And how many times have we read this passage of scripture? Oh, yeah, he was espoused to be, you know, be the he was the husband and she was the wife. But listen, listen, watch this now. The Bible says this. In, um, uh, where did I see this at? All right. Look down at verse number, number 20. Here we go. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy what? Whoa, whoa, whoa. They ain't even had a wedding day yet. Right? And the angel said, have no fear to take your wife. The point is this. The espousal and the betrothal was such an agreement that it was as if they were already married. All right? So I want you to understand that part within the text. So how did Joseph prepare for all of this? 
Well, he was doing his due diligence in, in preparing for the, uh, the betrothal. And he's already agreed to the contract. He's already made the payment. He's already considering her to be his wife. All right? He's already considered all of that. I want you to notice, i got four things I want to give to you real quickly. And then, uh, then we'll, we'll call it quits for today. All right? First of all, number one, put it up there for me, gentlemen. The discovery of her condition. The first thing that happens is that he discovers her condition. What's her condition? She's going to have a baby. <laughs> All right. Everybody's excited about that, right? Everybody's excited. Mary's going to have a baby. Here's the, th- here's the problem, though. When I said he discovers her condition, she's going to have a baby, and he ain't the father. Whoa. Now, now by law... By law, Deuteronomy chapter 22, by law, she would have been taken out and stoned to death. Publicly. Notice this in the text, verse number 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, or we can gain great wisdom from this. He says, when as his mother Mary was espoused, we talked about the espousal to Joseph. Watch this now, this is very important. Before they came together, and that simply means before they had any kind of physical or sexual relationship whatsoever. Before they came together, the scripture is very clear. The last phrase of verse 18, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Now, the word found is extremely interesting as well because the word found means that there is sufficient evidence. You with me? Sufficient evidence by experience. She was found to be with child of the Holy Ghost. Sufficient evidence. Joseph said, uh, Mary, Putting on a few pounds, ain't you, girl? Huh? Now, I'm going to say this. That is the wrong thing to say to a lady who is with child. The proper thing to say would be, Mary, you're looking gorgeous today. Huh? Come on, help me out, guys. Come on. All right. You looking wonderful. You beautiful. You the most beautiful thing I ever seen. You the most beautiful thing today that I've ever seen. I know my life is short right now, but you are the most beautiful thing I've ever seen because of that previous statement that I just made. Oh. Y'all with me? All right, just make sure y'all awake. All right. The discovery of her condition. Now, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. What do you think Joseph's thinking right now? He knows it wasn't him. She'd been gone for three months. Remember? She'd been gone for three months. She comes back. And things are different. What's going through his mind? He has every right, by law, to get rid of her. She's broken the law. She's broken the betrothal. She has broken the commitment to her husband. That's what's in his mind. 
So he discovers this condition. All right, now, let me ask you this question. How would you prepare for that? Ooh. I don't expect you to give me an answer. I don't want you to give me an answer. Because we're looking at Joseph and how he prepared for Jesus coming. Number two. Not only is there the discovery of her condition. but Secondly, gentlemen, there's defending her honor. This is how Joseph prepares. I find this to be absolutely amazing. Watch what happens now in verse number 19. Then Joseph, her husband, all right? I mean, look, they're, they're, they hadn't even gone through the wedding ceremony yet. But then the Bible says it's her husband. Just as in verse 20, it's his wife, all right? Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. So what does this mean? Because of Joseph's righteousness, because of the fact that he was a just man in the eyes of the Lord, and, and because he had put his faith in the Lord himself, he is this just man. And the Bible says here that he does not want to make her a, a public example. He doesn't want to bring her to the public setting. Now, you can read about it later, read it later. In Deuteronomy 22, we learn what is to happen if this were the case. If she were to be an adulteress, and if she were to conceive out of wedlock, as it appears by the discovery of her condition, then, then he has every right to bring her into the public setting and, and there to be a judge there and the people to be around to see all of this. And the evidence is quite clear. Among other things. And she would be, beginning with Joseph, beginning with her own family, stoned until she dies. That was the law of God. See, here's the thing. You know, God's law is, 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 is pretty, pretty tight, isn't it? Don't you think? It's pretty stiff. I mean, God's law is very clear cut. You break this law, you pay it with this price. You, you commit adultery, then you, you're stoned. Ouch. That ain't the way things work today, is it? That happens today and people are like, nah, it's all right. It was a mistake. No, it's sin. But he says... In the text, he didn't want to make her a public example. So that's, that's what that idea means. He didn't want to bring her before the public setting and do all that. But it does say he was minded. In his mind, you know what? I do not want to be her husband. I'm not going to go through with this betrothal, the espousal. You've broken the contract. But here, in his mind, he minded to put her away privately. means that he is going to do what is necessary to put her away in a private setting, just not publicly, where she would be stoned. And why? Why is that? Because Joseph loved her. He loved her with all of his heart. He loved her with everything that was within him. He loved her. And he didn't want to make it public. So he was going to do it privately. So that phrase, he minded to put her away privately, is what that means. He's going to cancel the contract. Because she's been in the wrong. In his mind, he knows that it was not her. 
I'm sorry, he knows it was not him to be the father of the child that's in her womb. Are, are y'all, uh, wait a minute, let me time out here a second. Are y'all seeing the problem here with this situation? Well, let me ask you this, how would you feel? Yeah, bad. Heartbroken. Disappointed. Angry. Bitter. All of those things. Joseph has had enough time to sit down and think about all these things. You know what? They said, I still love her. So I'm not going to allow the stoning of her. Let me just put her away privately. Watch this now. So, so in that sense, he's defending her honor. But it gets more interesting. Look at this, the third thing. Not only discovering her condition, defending her honor, but now he's depending on the Lord. How is that? Look at verse number 20. The Bible says this, But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her of the Holy Ghost. Amen for that. How, how, what, what, what changed things? He, he, first, in the text, it says he thought on these things. He thought on what everything that he had just heard, everything we just read. He was a spouse before he came together. She was found. There was a, there was a discovery that, that she was with child. And, and, and we find that, 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 uh, that he didn't want to make her a public example. He was not willing to do that at all. But he said, you know what, we can, we can go through this, Mary. I can, I can put you away privately. You know what? It, it, it's okay. He's thinking on all of these things here in, in this process. But what is going to happen and what is happening in verse 20 is that he is depending on the Lord. Because the angel said, fear not. Fear not. Have, don't worry, have no, no doubt in your mind that that which is in her, that which is conceived in her, the child that is in her womb is, is of the Holy Ghost of God. Have no fear of that. Don't, don't be afraid to take her to be your wife. He's depending on the Lord. His dependence on the Lord is making all the difference here in his life, in his reaction, in her life as well. As that which we discover is conceived of the Holy Ghost of God. Now listen to me here very carefully as well. You'll notice also in the text on numerous occasions there is every indication, every indication that she is a virgin. So this is no less than a miracle. What is impossible with man is possible with God. As he said here in the text, that which is conceived in hers of the Holy Ghost. But in verse 18, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Both of those statements indicate to us that she is still a virgin. And, 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 and all of those things put together tell us one thing. Joseph, in the dream that he was given of the, as the angel came to him and gave him all of these factors and all of the information that he needed, he's, he's essentially saying, I am depending on you, Lord, for this situation. Which brings us to one final thing. The discovery of her condition, defending her honor, depending on the Lord. The direction from the Lord. 
Remember when we talked about Mary, the Bible? Well, I, I shared this with you that there were two things that stood out about her. Two things. One was her submission and the other was her obedience. You know what I see in Joseph? Submission and obedience. Those are two great factors that, that give to us a, a, a representation of a person with great faith. They're submitted to the Lord and they're obedient to the Lord. Because Joseph, we find, was a just man. Mary, we discover that she was highly favored of God. No one else is said or discovered that favor that God showed toward her. So where, what is the direction? The last few verses, the last five verses of the text, of this chapter, tell us the direction the Lord's going to give him. And watch this. In verse 21, here's the direction. She shall bring forth a son, thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. So two things there. Three things, actually. She's going to bring forth a son. She's going to call his name Jesus. And he's going to save people from their sins. Amen to that. Then this, verse 22. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled which is spoken by the Lord of the prophets, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, shall bring forth a son, shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted as God with us. Another couple of things here. One, a virgin, verse 23. Two, a son. Three, call his name Emmanuel. Four, God's with us. What is happening here? Joseph is, is preparing for the coming of Jesus in that he is going to follow clear directions from the Lord. The clear directions are you're going to have a son. You're going to call his name Jesus. He's going to save his people from their sins. This is a fulfillment of prophecy. He's going to be with us, God with us, Emmanuel. All of these things are factors. And Joseph saying, well, this is amazing. This is an amazing thing. While before... He was ready to put her away. Look at the last couple of verses. Let me show you this. Verse 24, And Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him. There's obedience. And took unto him his wife. There's obedience. Submission. Who's he submitting to? He's submitting to the Lord. Remember the Lord said, Fear not to take unto thee, marry thy wife. That's submission to him. It's also obedience to him. He's, he, uh, he did as the angel had told him. And then verse 25, I love this verse. And he knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son and called his name Jesus. She remained a virgin until after Jesus was born. Obedience. Submission. Under the direction from the Lord. Now what is it about Joseph? How did he prepare how was it that he prepared? He prepared in this way. He discovered her condition. He defended her honor. He depended on the Lord. And then he got his direction from the Lord. Let me ask you this question. In knowing that Jesus is coming, would you all agree with me that Jesus is coming? Okay, all right. Joseph knows that Jesus is coming. His name's already been given. Right? He's going to call his name Jesus. All right? He's going to save his people from their sins. He already knows all this. 
what we find after he even learns that and learns everything that we have talked about as far as who Jesus was. Still in the womb of Mary. Still a virgin. Still conceived of the Holy Ghost. After all of that, he still followed God's direction. He still followed God's direction. Let me ask you a question this morning. Are you following God's direction? Hey, you know Jesus is coming. Right? Um, hmm. There's a thought that I had. I'm trying to remember it from earlier this morning. Even as Joseph knew all of this, here we go. Even as Joseph knew all of this was going on and the fact that Jesus was coming, everything we mentioned already. We know that Jesus is coming, several factors. We've been pointing to those factors on the signs of the times. I'm going to throw this one at you. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. All right. As it was in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. Before <coughs> Excuse me. Before the day of light comes the darkest hour of the day. You'll know that phrase, right? The darkest hour is just before dawn. Before, before there was the um, saving of Noah and his family, the rains came and judgment fell on the earth. Before Lot was saved, fire and brimstone fell, Sodom and Gomorrah. Fast forward. Before Jesus breathed his last breath on earth and cried, It is finished. There was darkness on the earth. That darkness is the darkest hour just before the greatest of dawns. And what that did is that Jesus died for your sin and mine. In the darkest hour, the darkest hour of his life. For what purpose? To give us the brightest hope that we could ever imagine. Think about this. You look at Joseph right here in this text. At the first part we looked at, man, it looked pretty dark, didn't it? My, my wife, my espoused wife, she's now pregnant. I don't know who the father is. I've got to think about this. That was a dark day for Joseph, to be honest with you. I mean, I ask you all this question. Well, I mean, what would you do? A lot of things going through the mind, right? But then... When the explanation comes 
there is the brightest of hopes because we have a young boy born in the house and his name is Jesus and he's going to save his people from their sins. The greatest of hopes. No wonder the angels on the hillside to the shepherds on that day said, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Because Jesus was born. Father, we pray today. We thank you for your blessings and we thank you for the attention that everyone has given. Father, we thank you for your love for us. Thank you, Lord, for your concern for our soul. Thank you for all that you have secured. The hope that you have, have, have managed and, 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 and given. The hope that you have uh, secured for us. Father, today uh, we've seen a little bit about Joseph and his preparation for the coming of Jesus. Lord, and I don't know every heart here today. I don't know if every person in this room today is prepared for your coming or prepared to meet him. But Lord, I pray that today would be the difference. Today would make a difference. As Joseph thought in his mind and then you came to him. You, you sent your angel to him. And I, Lord, I'm not expecting and no one here is expecting an angel to come. But Lord, we did hear from you and from your word today. Lord, I pray that we would be as prepared as Joseph. As prepared as Mary. As prepared as Zacharias and Elizabeth. For your, they were for your first coming. May we be prepared for your next coming. We love you, and we thank you for what you will do in the hearts today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's keep our heads bowed, please. Our heads bowed for just a moment. Miss Debbie's going to play when she's ready. I wonder this morning, I wonder this morning, how many here today are ready? Are you ready? Are you ready to meet Jesus? Are you prepared in your heart? Are you prepared in your mind? Prepared in every phase of your life? Are you ready to meet Jesus? Are you ready for His coming? Mary had to prepare. Joseph had to prepare. Elizabeth had to prepare. Zacharias had to prepare. So much. God was getting ready. There's so many things that are pointing to and were pointing and did point to His coming the first time. And there are likewise so many things happening for His coming soon. I wonder this morning, did the Lord speak to your heart? How many could say, raise a hand and say, Preacher, the Lord spoke to my heart today. Could you, could you raise a hand? Could you raise a hand? Oh, thank you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. I'm going to ask you something. If... You feel impressed of the Holy Spirit of God to do so. I'm going to invite you to come. You that raise your hand. Uh, yes, the Lord spoke to my heart. He said something to me. He gave me something that will help me understanding this passage of Scripture or maybe even being better prepared for, for the coming of Jesus. What is that like? 
I want to invite you to come right now. Some have already made their way. I'm inviting. Others are making their way. Come on as God is speaking to your heart today. Are you ready? Are you prepared? Are you prepared? Joseph prepared for his coming. Mary prepared for his coming. Are you prepared? Put your name there. Could you say, I'm prepared for his coming. I'm ready to meet Jesus. We'll give you just a moment while these are praying. You may want to pray right there in your seat. That you're welcome to do that, and I invite you to do that as well. Spend that time with the Lord. Maybe there's somebody that you know that is not ready to meet Jesus. How many know somebody like that? I know somebody, preacher, is not ready to meet Jesus. Maybe would you right now just take a moment and pray for them? Call their names out to the Lord. Call out to the Lord and ask Him to bring conviction on their heart and their soul today. As God's working in your heart, be sensitive to His direction if you would. Let me ask you these questions today. How many today can confidently say, Preacher, if something happened to me and I were to die, I know without any doubt, I know that I'd go to heaven. Can you raise a hand confidently and say that? Preacher, I know I'm on my way to heaven if something happened to me or I were to die. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You may put your hands down. Let me ask you this question. Is there anyone here today would raise a hand and say, Pastor, Pastor, I'm not sure about heaven. I know I don't want to go to hell, but I'm just not sure about heaven. I really need your prayers today. Would you slip that hand up right straight up, right back down? I won't embarrass you. I just want to pray for you sincerely with all my heart. I want to pray for you. Anybody like that today? Preacher, thank you. Thank you, sir. I see that hand. Is there anyone else? Preacher, I'm not sure about heaven, but I know I don't want to go to hell. Would you pray for me? Anyone at all? Anyone else? Anyone else? For those of you watching online, thank you for tuning in today. We appreciate uh, you doing so. And our goal was to be a blessing. I hope that we were a blessing. The service was through the music and then the passage from God's Word. If you'd like to reach out to us, there's some information on your screen. We'll be more than happy to get back with you promptly. Uh, We do thank you and appreciate you tuning in. May the Lord bless you.